to me at the Texture Lounge. A lot of us women of color out there listening to this episode, I think you're going to resonate with this. If you have ever had the experience of, I don't know, moving to a new city and you're trying to find a new texture hairstylist that knows how to deal with your hair type, this episode is totally going to be for you. Some of us still travel crazy distances across states sometimes to visit a stylist that we have used growing up. But Swivel Beauty is an app that was co-founded by magazine editor turned beauty tech entrepreneur Jihan Thompson, co-founder of Swivel Beauty, that has simplified the search to find texture hair stylists in our cities. We're going to be talking all things entrepreneurship, beauty and self-care. And Swivel's been around for a few years, but there are some great updates that Jihan has integrated into the Swivel experience that is going to benefit hairstylists. So listen through to the very end to hear all about that. As always, if you love this episode and everything that you're hearing, please don't be shy. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and a review. I love to read those. And now let's get into the episode. In the lounge with me today, I have Jihan Thompson. She is the co-founder at Swivel Beauty. Now, for those of you who don't know, Swivel Beauty's app and website, swivelbeauty.com, makes it super easy for us women of color with textured hair to find hairstylists and hair salons in cities near us. And not only do you get the ability to find that stylist through the app, but you can also book appointments with them all in one place. So Jahan, you know, in preparation for this episode, I did some research. I wanted to sort of go back through my emails and really understand and figure out when was it that we actually first started interacting. And I found out that it was in 2017. So, I mean, this is crazy, like five years ago. Um, You were already connected with some of the Mazzani artists at the time. You sent an email to the assistant of our education department And then that email was then sent on to me. And as I kind of read through your email, you were pitching um, the benefits of Swivel. I was totally enthralled. I loved the technology innovation that you brought to the space. The fact that you were providing a solution for women like us to find hairstylists was a no-brainer. I had to meet with you. And from then, we developed a partnership with you. And the rest is history. So... With all that said, welcome to the Texture Lounge, Jihan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. All right, before we get started, let's get to know a little bit more about you. Can you tell us what is it about you that makes you great at what you do? Ooh, we're just jumping right in, aren't we? Yes, Um, we are. A tough first question. I will say um, what makes me great at what I do, I think would say probably be like my persistence. I think the way you kicked this off was totally right. You know, this is swivel has been, um, something I've been really passionate about for some time. And I think that my ability to just stay grounded in what I'm building, my why, why this business matters so much to me, Mm -hmm. um, is one of those things. And then just having the persistence to go for it, right. To, send you that email to, um, start this business from scratch. Um, that I think is something that is just like innately within me that keeps me going. 
And if you had to pick one word to, to describe exactly how you're feeling right in this moment, what would it be? I would say um, excited. There's a lot of great stuff, which I know we'll get to in today's call mm -hmm. about Swivel that I'm really excited about for the future of the business. Um, so I'm feeling like really on the precipice, like very much excited for what's to come. Oh, that's fun. Can't wait to get into that. And what are you reading right now? Or what do you want to read if you're not reading anything right now? Um, you know, what's funny. I'm uh, full disclosure, not reading anything okay. at the moment. Okay. Um, but I have been really wanting to go back and read books that I um, loved before. So Sula by Toni Morrison is a book I loved growing up. Mm. And it's one I actually just like rebought a whole bunch of old Toni Morrison books because I want to go back and reread them. I can't really say why, but I just think something about um, going back to books that I've loved before and giving them a second read is where I am right now. Nice. No, there's something nostalgic about that too, right? And I feel like the way that we interpreted or perceived books that we've read in the past, reading them like years later, you may even get another perspective, which I always find super interesting. Definitely. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what my perspective is going to be um, reading them like 20 years later. So Swivel Beauty, right? So you guys launched in 2016 and prior to that, you were in the world of journalism. So you went from working in Glamour Magazine, Marie Claire, Red Book, Oprah Mag to launching your own business. How easy does entrepreneurship come to you? So it's funny. I um, did not think I was going to be an entrepreneur. I think if you had asked me back when I was a magazine editor what my aspirations were then, it was certainly to be like a magazine editor-in-chief. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always striving, so that's um, probably no surprise. So I always have like, what's that pinnacle? What's that goal in mind? Yeah. But it wasn't to um, be an entrepreneur. It was I really wanted to run my own magazine, um, have that control over the stories that get told, and what stories get told. Um, so that's what I thought I was going to do. But I will say probably where my entrepreneurial bug comes in is I am passionate about um, problem solving. Mm. So if there's an issue or a problem that I see and nobody else is solving it, I have no problems jumping in and wanting to solve it myself and wanting to create the solution that I wish existed. And I think that's probably more so where my entrepreneurialism comes from than this idea that like, I wanted to be a founder or I wanted mm. to just start my own business. Like that's not um, what drives me as much as really solving a problem that um, really gets under my skin. Do you remember that very specific moment when you handed in your resignation letter and, you know, you, you ditched the world of journalism in order to go full-time with Swivel? Does that... Do you remember that moment? I'd love to kind of know how you were feeling at that time. Yes, I do remember that moment. Um, and for me, it was, so at the time I was working on Swivel as kind of like this side hustle, this thing I would do on nights and weekends, sort of figure out like, what would it be? Would it be a website? Would it be an app? Would yeah. it be like, what would it look like? How would people use it? Um, what was the need? Like all of that. I was reading all of these books about startup founders and like how to start a business. Um, and I was doing a lot of that on nights and weekends while working um, my full-time job at the time. And I remember kind of having this moment of thinking either I'm going to jump in with two feet because it became harder and harder, right? To do both. Like yeah. meeting with stylist, um, building the business became hard to do while also working. And I did not work a traditional nine to five. Like 
Mm. Magazine publishing could be anywhere from like 8 a.m. to midnight sometimes when we were getting ready to ship an issue um, to print. So mm. it was not a traditional like working hours. So oftentimes I would be working really long hours at work and then um, spending my weekends working on this other business. Right. So that became untenable, of course, after a point. And I reached a point personally where I felt, where I thought two things to myself. One, either, okay, I've got to be willing to jump in with two feet. And then also this other kind of, which still today is kind of how I feel, this nagging feeling of like, if I don't do this, somebody else, and somebody else does, I will use that platform, right? Like I still have to get my hair done. I still have to find a hairstylist. So if I don't do this, somebody else will. And like, I'm going to be kicking myself that I didn't follow through with it. And I think that was the the thing that really pushed me to be like, get serious about this. Like, don't, um, don't wait for someone else to do it. Don't wait. Um, and kind of make excuses as to like, you know, why it's not the right time or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. And really kind of say like, you see this problem, you want to create this solution, like go for it. Oh my gosh. I, I resonate with that a lot. Like I, there are ideas that I've had that I've, you know, you just write them down in your notebook and at least I do. And I don't know what it is. I think for me, procrastination plays a big part in, in all of this. And it's almost like I, I kind of half wish that somebody would come in and launch this thing so that I don't have to do it. (laughs) But the other side of me really thinks that, you know what, this could be a great idea. I just need to get up, get off of my butt and actually put one foot in front of the other and make my way towards that goal of actually launching this thing. Um, It's so true. I mean, that is, that's everybody, right? That's every entrepreneur. And a big piece of this was when I worked in magazines, I spent a lot of time interviewing entrepreneurs. Like we were always mm-hmm. writing about the newest launch, the newest product, whether yeah. it was a beauty product, a fashion line, whatever. And entrepreneurs always said the same thing. You know, there's no secret sauce. They don't have something special that you don't have or I don't have. It was mm-hmm. really about, they just went for it. Yeah. And I think that is something that has always stuck with me from like the dozens and dozens of entrepreneurs I've interviewed, you know, throughout my journalism career is just, just go for it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So tell us about the idea of Swivel. Like, where did it come from? So, yeah. So um, at the time I was building the business, um, I, as I, we already said, I was working in magazines and I used to do a lot of TV. So I would have to okay. go on morning shows, um, both like local New York television and then like Good Morning America and the Today Show for things that were in the magazine and mm-hmm. to talk about like our recent issues or stories that I had um, edited And so what that meant is that I had to come with my hair done, right? Because you couldn't always count on the hair and makeup at any place to be, you know, that you were going to get a stylist. I think it's changed now. I mean, this was now Mm. like a while ago, yeah, um, over five years ago, but you couldn't trust that you could walk in and you would be working with a stylist Mm -hmm. who knew how to work with textured hair, who could give me like a quick blowout or a quick smoothing right in the morning before going on television. So I had to get scrappy about finding stylists that could do my hair at like seven in the morning or six in the morning before I went on Mm -hmm. TV or at like 9 p.m. the night before. And I've had a a great hairstylist in New York um, at the time, but it was not, she was not like coming to my house at the crack of dawn, right? Or late at night. And so I started asking around to get stylist recommendations. And what I began to realize was that there was this like whole whisper network of hairstylists. 
of people saying, oh, this person's great. She comes to my house or you could try this person. They're awesome. Um, and I realized why wasn't this easier? Like, why wasn't it easier to find mm -hmm. a hairstylist for any multitude of reasons, whether your regular stylist is out of town, you want to try a new stylist. And my very like unique use case was like meeting somebody who could come to my house early in the morning. And yep. then, and most importantly, that I could trust with my hair yep. that like they would know how to make, you know, my blowout or my natural style look exactly how I wanted it to look. So I felt like I looked my best yes. on television. Right. And so this really became, I felt like there was this opportunity to kind of delve deeper into, I'm sure I'm not the only person who has this problem. Like, why is it so hard to find hairstylists? So at the time oh, I was yeah. building the business with um, a childhood close friend of mine who, you know, to me, yeah. um, Jenny Lambert. And at the time, you know, we just started asking our friends and then asking friends of friends. Mm -hmm. And then I think we ended up sending a survey to like over 500 women about what's your like hairstylist routine? Like, how do you find one? Do you like them? And we got a lot of really interesting feedback that told us that we were on the right track, that like everybody wanted an easier, simpler, more satisfying way to find a hairstylist they could trust, whether they were natural or relaxed, whether they were like, I need someone who can put in a weave, who mm -hmm. can give me great box braids, you know, who can give me great color, right? Like yeah. everybody was looking for the same thing. And we were putting up with, you know, at the time, a pretty unsatisfying experience, mm -hmm. right? Like you were either like running women down on the street to be like, your hair looks great. Who did it? And like I writing know. that information down or, you know, a bunch of trial and error. So Swivel was really born out of, as I mentioned before, just this solving this problem of having a very simple and satisfying way to find hairstylist for um, women with textured hair, but particularly black women. Mm. So enter Sephora Accelerate. So you joined that program, um, Sephora, which is basically like a, you, pro you can probably explain it better than I can, but where brands that are sort of new or up and coming or emerging or about to launch, um, they apply for, you know, they put in an application to join the Sephora Accelerate program and, and Sephora basically provides tools, resources um, to help. I, I guess, to help incubate them, right, for launch. Is that, would you say that's accurate? Is there anything you would add to that? Yes, the one thing I will add is that when we went through it, obviously we're a tech-based platform. And I believe that the mission has changed slightly where um, they now focus on CPG, so products mm. that they could potentially launch within Sephora. Yes. And then also, um, I believe they're working specifically with Black-owned brands yep. now. Yep. So those who apply... Um, they're looking for at least, I think, one founder to be to have a you know a a black founder as part of the team, and that mm -hmm. it is a CPG product based um, company is my belief. So like the idea would be they could yeah. help you get to the stage where you could potentially be ready to be on you know Sephora.com or in Sephora stores. Yeah, it's a little different than when I went through it. When I went through it, they did offer um, they had other types of companies. So whether it was like packaging, um, mm -hmm. tech other types of things that were beauty related were a part of the accelerator. So what did you gain from the program that you wouldn't have had you not applied? Yeah. I mean, I um, loved that program, have nothing but great things to say about it. I think um, two things I've gained from it that to this day still hold true is like the community. Um, okay. I just a few months ago, met up with one of the founders that was in my cohort, who's also here in Brooklyn. 
mm-hmm. and we got coffee and it's just so nice to be able to stay connected yeah. um, to that network. And even I think founders I haven't spoken to in a while that were part of it, you can always call up or text or say like, Hey, I have this question because we all have this um, experience. So that network and community that they've built is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. And when you're launching a business, it can often be very lonely and yeah. you need people who understand what you're going through, especially in your, in the, in the same or, you know, adjacent sector, right? So being able to talk to other founders in beauty who maybe aren't doing exactly what I'm doing, but understand the landscape um, is incredibly powerful. Did you have any previous experience in technology? Oh, I had zero um, tech experience. As you know, I was a magazine editor. So like the written word was what I did. Um, I had never coded anything, never... um, done anything in tech before launching Swivel whatsoever. Um, so it was Got completely it. new to me. So so what steps did you take to overcome that lack of tech experience um, to develop the technology for your, pro, uh, for your platform? So I think one of the um, benefits of having been a journalist is that I'm a very good researcher. So, you know, a big piece of journalism is, of course, like interviewing people, but it's also reporting and researching and like getting up to speed on different topics very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I just put my reporter and my researcher hat on when it came to wanting to start this business. I knew this was a problem that needed to be solved. Um, how I was going to do that, I didn't have the answers for that at the beginning, but there was no shortage of resources out there that I could learn from, whether it was like, how do you start a platform like this? Mm-hmm. What do you need to be doing? Um, What questions do you need to be asking? I was reading a ton of books, like The Lean Startup was a book I read really early on, which helped ground me in like, okay, what's the process for even how to like do something like this? Right. And then I believe if I can like think about it, I remember talking to people who would say things like, and that's the other thing, I would interview people. I would just reach out to people and be like, can I talk to you? Like, can I pick your brain? Mm. Like, how do I go about launching in at the time, just the app version of the platform and Somebody was like, well, you need to create wireframes. So, you know, what does every screen of the platform look look like? Mm-hmm. What does the person move through? Like, how do they move through your experience to go from, you know, looking for a stylist to booking one? Right. Um, and so really it was just, it was that. It was like learning all of the steps from point A to point Z to get us from an idea and a, a concept that we had all the way to at the time an app and an app store. And now um, you can access the whole platform on swivelbeauty.com. And we can talk about all the changes that have happened um, over the years. But um, yeah, that was, that was a lot of it. Just learning on the fly and getting an education trial by fire, essentially Mm. um, figuring it out. So lots and lots and lots of research. It sounds like super clear. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not even going to ask you if procrastination ever, you know, played a part in your process. I'm going to assume it did just because for most entrepreneurs, that's, that's always the answer, but like, how did you overcome any procrastination moments? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right. Yes, of course. Um, procrastinating is always a thing I think that happens to people, or even if it's not like deliberate procrastination, it's this feeling of like telling yourself you're not ready. You're not ready. This needs to be better. It needs Mm -hmm. to be more perfect. Um, and that does create a stopgap where you're not launching, right? Or you're not getting things done because you're constantly like spinning your wheels. Um, and I think for me, 
I, that's a great question. Like, how do you overcome that? For me, I think I just like get fed up with that state of things mm. and then just say like, just get it out there. Like yeah. just yeah. get it out into the world, figure it out once it's out there. Like you'll get more feedback that way than yep. um, continuing to toil on your own. Um, I think it's really, it's a mindset shift for me is probably the best way I could say I overcome it. Um, Mm-hmm. I'm very internally motivated as a person. So like that is what pushes me to say like, okay, let's get over this hurdle yeah, um, and get it done. Yeah. I think the other thing that I constantly hear when I speak with founders is, um, you know, when, when we talk about procrastination is perfectionism, right? Like there are so many of us and so many entrepreneurs out there that want the product to be absolutely 100% perfect before they put it out there. And what ends up happening is, it takes them forever to even launch it because they're never happy <laughs> with it. But to your point, you know, the goal here is really to get the idea out there, ask questions, put out surveys, have people test the user experience, gain the feedback and tweak your product, right? Because you can always, it doesn't have to be perfect from the get-go. You can perfect it as you go. So that's something totally. that I And learned. the thing is that I think is really funny that I have learned over the years is the things that you're usually obsessing over perfecting are not the things that fall apart. Nobody cares. Yeah. Are not the things that people notice. Yeah. It's like something else that you aren't even thinking about that someone's like, this doesn't work. Or I don't understand how, like, what are you even saying here? Yeah. Or this button isn't doing what you think. And you're over here obsessing about like (laughs) some other thing that like no one's even paying attention to. So like you have to get it out there because you could waste so much time on stuff that like is not even important like it is not rating for people in the way that you think it is and you've Mm -hmm. just been spinning your wheels and spinning your wheels and then you launch and you're like oh that's the thing that I need to fix or nobody noticed this thing over here that I've been you know obsessing over so it's always funny I think once you have those moments to realize yeah this you just have to get it out there I remember when I launched the texturelounge.com my website and it took me forever because I was trying to get the font right like the font, that was the thing that was holding me <laughs> back from putting it out there. But I am definitely, I'm definitely in the world of per- perfectionism. I'm trying to get over that. You just have to put it out there, guys. Just don't procrastinate. Not on you the really small do. details. All right. So what's been the biggest learn so far in the swivel journey? So I would say, I mean, gosh, I mean, there's so many, but I would say the biggest lesson, especially, you know, now that we're making it through the pandemic, we're on this other side of it in terms of our new normal. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest lesson for me has been to not give up and to keep going. I think we are about to enter a season of swivel that I, as I mentioned before, I'm so excited about for where we're headed. And that wouldn't have been possible if, you know, I felt really like shut down by the pandemic and the fact that like, obviously we are in the business of in-person and that was not possible in the way I wanted it to be um, in 2020 and for, you know, large parts of 2021. So um, I think really for me, the biggest lesson has been like, just keep going. Like you Mm -hmm. never know what's going to be on that next, over that next hurdle. So um, don't give up. How did mentorship and sponsorship play a role in your journey? Yeah. So um, I will say I have, had so many amazing um, mentors and sponsors throughout this whole journey, whether it's from accelerators we've done. We've also taken part in the XRC Labs Accelerator, which was huge, which has been huge in supporting us um, and supporting Swivel as we've grown. 
And I think having people that you can lean on who have been here, been through, you know, starting a business, understanding what those hurdles involve um, is absolutely crucial to growth. And even people like you to me, right? Like I'm emailing you out of the blue and then you become a champion for what mm-hmm. we're building within the Mazani community. Yeah. Um, those types of relationships are huge, right? So um, I think... I don't think I could be where I am with Swivel today if not for everyone that has helped us, that has made an introduction, that has taken a phone call, that has tested out the app that or the platform, that has given us feedback. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's such a huge piece of, of building something from scratch. And so when you were building something from, from scratch and just taking a look at your, your own personality, Jahan, like, would you consider yourself more of an introvert or an extrovert? And how does that play in how you run your business? It's interesting. People are always surprised. I'm curious what you would say about me, knowing me. But um, Mm. I think I'm more of like an introverted extrovert. So Mm. I can be extroverted. I can be out there and like in the networking and like talking to people and going up to people that I don't know. And like, obviously that's a huge part of like building a business because you are the salesperson for it. You are selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm also incredibly introverted. Like I love <laughs> being at home. I love working on behind my computer and like being the one in it and like creating yeah. it. Um, and often after I do very extroverted things, I need like to come home, Ugh. take a big regroup yep. before I can do something else. Like I am not, I don't think a fully extroverted person who can just be, you know, out schmoozing all the time and get a lot of energy from that. Mm -hmm. I often feel drained and then have to like recharge, refill my cup before going back out. Yeah. I hear you. I I probably would have guessed, um, introverted, but you have the ability to turn on the extroverted side when needed, right? Like when you need to pitch, when you need to uh, present, like you, you're on, um, but I think people like you and I who have had who have had careers where we've had to be in front of people and where we've had to present and where we've had to share our opinions, you know, even though we're naturally introverted, we have the capability to to turn on the extroverted side of us when we need to. But just like you said, we need we need moments after that to just recharge. I need that for sure. So if there was one tip that you wanted to give to any emerging entrepreneurs out there, what would that one tip be? Gosh, I mean, I think it's been like such a through line in our conversation today. Um, but just go for it, right? Like, don't wait for it to be perfect. Um, there's no perfect moment. Uh, as we've especially seen over the last few years, you cannot predict the future. Mm -hmm. Um, so do it, go for it, put your idea out there, believe in it. Um, trust your gut and, don't hold yourself back. I think that's ultimately what is usually what's holding all of us back is it's us. We hold ourselves back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if we can get out of our own way, that is what I would tell emerging entrepreneurs, get out of your own way and get your idea out there. love that. All right. So we're going to switch to beauty. I have a few beauty questions for you. Now, I want to talk about rituals. Like, did you grow up with any beauty rituals in your household that you still maintain today? So I did. I, um, which will be of no surprise to you, I am a salon girl through and through. So I was the type of girl who had a every Saturday, every other Saturday. So, you know, every two weeks I was at the hair salon on Saturday morning getting my hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, probably when I, I probably started that when I was in like 
late middle school into high school. And it was a ritual that I, I have, you know, things have changed now, of course, with the pandemic, but yeah. like, that was my beauty ritual without question. I would go with my mom. Um, then it got to the point where I would just drive myself and take myself to my mm-hmm. hair appointments. But yes, I was always, I have always been a salon girl and that is why I have the utmost respect and just complete admiration for hairstylists. I'm glad I asked you that one because clearly that's a connector to why you, you know, innately needed, needed to launch Swivel. So, um, Oh yeah. Like people always ask me, they're like, you don't do your own hair. How do you own a hair company? And I'm like, I own a hair company that is all about helping you find a hairstylist. So someone else can do your hair. Exactly. So it is very much in keeping (laughs) with, um, the type of person and like the, the beauty experience I have had my whole life. So knowing that you used to go to the salon every Saturday to get your hair done, um, looking at your calendar today or coming up in the near future, do you have any beauty appointments in your calendar? Um, I do. I am getting my hair done this Saturday. (laughs) So (laughs) not surprising at all. I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I still keep up with my hair appointments. I'm natural now. I used to be relaxed. Okay. Um, I'm natural, but now I'm like straight natural at the moment. So I'm still getting blowouts um, and somehow maintaining. I know how my hairstyle is helping me maintain my length and and keeping my mm-hmm. hair healthy. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got um, on tap. So tell me about two to three of your favorite hair or beauty products that you're using. Oh, yes. Happy to. Um, well, Miracle Milk. By Mazzani is definitely one of them. Everyone's for favorite. Sure, which you introduced me to. So oh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> that is a staple that I always have with me. Um, and then when I wash my own hair, I'm a, I become a really big fan of Joyco. Okay. Um, for their shampoo and conditioner. Um, those work really well with my natural hair. I find that um, my hair responds really, really well to that. And then um, oh, we need a third product. Oh, I've been using this, um, of course the name is escaping me right now, but I also use occasionally, um, this Aveda, the Aveda gel that I can like use to kind of slick things down, especially this summer as things have been so insanely hot. I'm always looking for like a great gel. Um, Aveda is one of the gels that I like that I will use on my edges. I'll have to look out for that. I wasn't aware that you know it. You totally know it. The name is escaping me right now. It's like a little white bottle with a blue top. Um, Oh, like so many stylists. I always see it in their arsenal. Um, it's a great product. Okay. I'll look that up and add that to the show notes. Um, okay. Quickly on a, on a trend watch moment, like the thing that people are talking about these days, loads of celebrities are launching beauty brands. Like, to my, in my opinion, I feel like it's, it, sometimes it feels a little bit like overkill. I know Ciara just launched OA, OAM on a mission, which is a skincare line and Idris Elba and his wife launched Sable Labs. Alicia Keys has Keys Soul, Keys Soul Care, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on. Do you have any thoughts on celebrities launching beauty brands? Like for you, is it overkill or is it, is it intriguing to you? It's interesting. I mean, the businesswoman in me is like always intrigued by it, right? Like any new launch, um, how they bring that product to market and like what's behind it, mm-hmm. um, I think is really interesting. Who's helping them create it is always, I think, an interesting piece of that. And I think you're starting yeah. to see more of that where I think even celebrities are being um, 
open about like, you know, if they co-created it with their hairstylist, right. Or with their dermatologist or with their makeup artist, right. Like those are the types of things that, um, I think are really important in terms of how, um, celebrities bring products to market. And I do feel like you're starting to see more of that, which is nice, um, to see who those co-collaborators are. Um, but I think like anyone, they're founders too, right? Like we see them as just like, okay, this is celebrities and they're creating things. But then I also think there are, we've seen some, you know, celebrity created brands where you can see that they put a lot of time into it, right? So who were they interviewing? Who, what was their R and D process like to bring this product to market? How many women did they have tested? Right. That's no different than me. You know, I didn't, I was not like a beauty tech person from the beginning to kind of come out here and create this platform. So I'll never say like, who are they to do this? Right. Like who am I, who is anyone to create a brand? I just think it really comes down to what was the thought and the research put into it. And you're starting, I think, to hear more about that. Um, Celebrities seem to be saying more about that instead of just like I think we're past the wave of like just slapping your name on a product and saying, Agree. you know, I feel like that we had that whole wave, right. Of like even perfumes. So yep. It was like that whole time where like oh, yeah. every celebrity had a perfume and it was like, okay, what does this even mean anymore? Exactly. But I, I do think with, especially when it comes to hair care and hair care geared towards black women, um, I feel as though the celebrity brands, they're being really at least intentional or trying to be mm-hmm. in how they create them. So yeah. that's, you know, what I'm always championing. You know, is there, are you working with hairstylists? Are you working with chemists? Mm-hmm. Who's behind, who's helping you create this so that it is a great product for black women? Yeah, no, I think that's a great perspective. Now, if you were in a rush and you only had 15 minutes to do your makeup or hair, which would you choose? Okay, so this feels like an impossible question to It's me, not. Honestly. It's not. It really isn't. <laughs> I, well, if I had 15 minutes, I'm going to cheat, and I would literally be like, we got to do, like, we got to do a little bit of both. Whether it's, like, slicking down the hair really quickly to pull it back so I don't uh-huh. look crazy. Okay. And then, like, a quick bronzer. I'm I'm the queen of, like, a quick bronzer and a quick eyeliner if I need to be quick. Mm. Um. So I will try to do both. I don't know if I could ever say I would just like forego one for the other. And then like my face looks really dry or splotchy. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And my hair looks amazing or my hair looks wild and my face looks amazing. Like no way. So I will probably <laughs> just do like a quick, a quickie on both. So like neither one Got unfortunately it. is going to be at a level 10, but at least, you know, we're somewhere in the middle there. Got it. Oh, well done. You managed to, you managed to kind of go around that one and I know and I say both. That is like, that is truly, if I had 15 minutes, that is how I would use them. I, I believe you. I believe you, Jahan. I believe you. So what's next for you, Jahan? What's happening in the world of Swivel? So um, really exciting. So we have been um, a little quiet this year on purpose because I have been rebuilding the platform basically from scratch. And the way it's going to work now, which to the to the average, our, us, our normal user and fan, it's going to be exactly the same. You can come in, find stylist, um, request appointments straight through the platform. Everything is now happening on swivelbeauty.com. And you're going to have the same easy, seamless, quick experience. That has never, will never change, has not changed. Okay. What I'm really excited about is that we now integrate with different salon softwares. So if you are a stylist currently that uses Square appointments or that uses Acuity, which is also um, Squarespace scheduling, they're the same company now, Mm -hmm. you can, in just a few clicks, connect your booking schedule, your services, 
everything from your scheduling software directly into Swivel. Uh, and then so what's good. amazing is when a client finds you on Swivel and books an appointment, it'll show up immediately on your calendar. Ah, uh, that is so awesome. We've created this like seamless integration. It has always been the vision. Um, and now the tech is possible to make that happen. So um, super excited to announce that those are two of our first salon software integrations. So any stylists that are listening to this that use those softwares, they can sign up on Swivel um, and connect them immediately through our platform. So creating a really easy, seamless um, experience for the stylist is what I've been focused on and working on this past year, because that has been um, one thing we've heard from stylists. They wanted to be able to say, hey, if I already have this calendar over here, if I already have this list of services here, how can I just like sync that to Swivel? And before that wasn't possible. You, the, the technology just didn't exist and now mm -hmm. it does. So the ability to do that is 100% possible through our platform. So super excited about what that means for our growth, for our ability to continue to support stylists and also for stylists, um, especially with the two platforms we launch with, now they can see both their schedule, but they can have reviews so if, you know, somebody comes nice. and reviews you on Swivel, you can see your reviews right there with your calendar and they can do all of that in one place. So it kind of gives stylists a new type of um, home base to mm -hmm. showcase their business, to have this business profile that shows off their reviews, links to their Instagram profile, allows them to um, have that seamless booking integration right in our platform. And then, of course, for the client, um, it's the same great experience. So all of those features are still there, but now the booking is even more seamless um, than it had been in the past. So very, very excited for what that means for our growth. And we'll be rolling out a lot more and making a lot more announcements um, this fall. I love that because I don't think people quite realize how busy and intense the day-to-day -day life of a hairstylist is. I mean, having worked in the, you know, in the hair care business myself, like they are incredibly busy. And I feel like this tweak and update that you're making to um, the Swivel user experience um, on the stylist side is really going to make their lives easier. Yeah, that's what we've been hearing. So I am so I'm so excited to roll it out to more stylists um, to get more of their feedback because that is our goal. They are incredibly busy, um, and we just want to make this as easy and uh, exciting and simple for them as possible. All right, Jihan. So what's your favorite beauty or self-care moment that you, that you do for yourself? My favorite beauty self-care moment for me, it's funny. It's, this is actually not hair related. This maybe is the only one, but I'll do, um, I'm pretty low key when it comes to my skincare. Uh -huh. So when I can just go over the top with like a face mask and then mm. like exfoliating and doing a whole long face skincare routine, yes. that is probably like a great self-care moment for me because then once it's over, my skin just feels amazing. And I'm like, why don't I do this more often? Like, why don't I take the time? to pour mm -hmm. into myself like this. Um, but I love a moment like that, even if it's just like an hour yeah. of just using different skincare products, trying things out, giving my face like just some real TLC and love. Um, that is, that's usually what I'll go for. Oh, I love that. Like, listen, I, I know I came from hair, so I don't necessarily expect my guests to give me a, a hair care response. And most of the time it isn't, it's skincare. And to be honest with you, those are my favorite beauty moments for my own self. It's when I'm spending time. Yeah, it's just so, I mean, skin. we just don't do it enough. I mean, I know no. there are some people that are very religious about their skincare. Yeah. I am not one of them. So when I do kind of take that moment, I'm always, I, I get it. Like I get why people are so 
um, maniacal about their skincare. Yeah, I'm obsessed. All right. So where can people find out more about Swivel Beauty? I think I mentioned some links earlier on, but this is your opportunity to Yeah, to so swivelbeauty.com. And you can find us on Instagram at Swivel Beauty. Um, those are probably the two best places to find us. Um, we'll be doing a bit more on TikTok soon, so you can soon find oh, us there. But um, cool. right now, check us out on swivelbeauty.com and at Swivel Beauty on Instagram. So that brings us to the end of our episode, Jahan. I'm going to close by asking you to tell me one word that captures how you're feeling now that we're at the end. Oh, um... I think the same word I had at the beginning, you know, I'm still feeling, and even just like getting to talk to you about my journey and everything, I'm still feeling excited. Like just so excited about what the fall, what's coming for Swivel. um, That I think just being able to even have this moment to kind of reflect on where Swivel has taken me and, you know, this journey and kind of reflecting on all of that has reminded me that, right, like this is a really exciting time and moment for the business and for myself. And so, um, yeah, still feeling really excited for what's to come. And thank you for having me. Thank you even for this moment to like reflect and share my journey. Absolutely. I mean, I've been thinking about you for a while now. We haven't connected in a while, but I've definitely wanted to get you on as a guest because, I mean, I myself have used the Swivel app and it's been a game changer for me. I've been able to find stylists that were able to come to my home in the mornings to get my hair done. Um, So I just wanted to share that with everybody to let them know that it's out there if they didn't know. So I want to thank you for saying yes and and for being with us here in the lounge today, Jahan. Oh, well, I appreciate you so much, Jimmy. Like, you have no idea. So um, that means a lot to me. Thank you.